0: Support for this podcast is provided by Getaway. Getaway offers escapes to tiny cabins nestled in nature just two hours from Portland near Mount Adams. It's an experience that helps you slow down, disconnect from work and technology, and reconnect with yourself and others. Every cabin is dog-friendly and provides everything you need and nothing you don't. Take $20 off your first escape when you book with code EXECUTIVE at www.getaway.house. Support is also provided by Beat Check, a new podcast by The Oregonian. Join host Andrew Thien every week as he explores Oregon's biggest stories with the reporters that know them best. Subscribe to Beat Check wherever you get podcasts to hear the latest episodes. Hey, everyone. You're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruden. On today's episode, is Blake St. Ange. That's right. Yeah. Senior Vice President of CRESA. Thanks for... Uh being on Blake. Yeah, happy to be here Dan. So where do we go? We grew up the same area, we'll get to that. But first let's uh, talk about, can you tell me a little bit about you know what Cressa is, uh, what it does, and kind of your role there.
1: Yeah, Cressa is the world's largest occupier-only uh, commercial and corporate real estate services firm in the globe. Uh, I uh, help run the Portland office here. We've got a, a group of nine people here in Portland, We've Got about 1,000 people across the globe, um, everywhere from, uh, we actually just opened up a Singapore office, uh, everything down to Portland, so and everywhere in between. We've got about 70 offices across the globe, well. um, and uh, yeah, been there for about two and a half years. I was, previously before that, I was at... Uh, another national uh, tenor rep firm down in Dallas and then moved out to Portland six and a half
0: years ago and um, here we are. So I think one of the things I thought would be really interesting to talk about, um, you know, the market here in Portland, the types of companies that are moving here, uh, you know, what folks are looking for when they're looking for spaces. So can you tell me just a little bit like your point of view, you've been doing this for a while, What's going on in Portland and what are folks looking for when they're looking to upgrade an office? And how's that kind of market? I know there's a lot to unwrap there, but if you can just kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I would say over the course of the last three, four years, uh, just like a lot of markets across the country and across the globe, technology companies and software groups have been a big, big driver. Um, not just new, but also just expansions. Um, there's been uh, a lot of that here in Portland. The, the startup community is really strong in Portland. Um, it sort of started and there's been a lot of people that a lot of groups that have matured here in Portland. right? I mean, you think about puppet labs, you think about simple. Um, just a couple examples of that Elemental, which is now AWS, you know, mm-hmm. part of Amazon. Just some some you know anecdotes on that, and a lot of marketing and creative agencies too. That sort of spin out of Nike, that spin out of Columbia, some spin out of Intel, spin mm-hmm. out of Technotronics. So there's a lot of that sort of technology and creative groups here. There's still some really solid um, financial and insurance stalwarts that are that you know maintain their their presence here too. But um, and a lot of these groups are expanding. Uh, Nike's—they've got a, billion square, a million square feet going on on their campus mm-hmm. um, out in Beaverton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adidas is adding nearly 500,000 square feet of space on their campus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Intel's new expansion that they just released uh, a year and a half ago. What they're doing out in out in Hillsboro. Uh, Columbia just bought new buildings right, and they're expanding that. there. So. Um, those are sort of ancillary outside of, of down, the downtown core. And then mm-hmm. the downtown core, you have a lot of, I mean, you've got Autodesk that move from Lake Oswego down to the core, onto the east side. Mm-hmm. Um, new projects going on on the east side, a lot of projects going on, on the west side, too, in terms of new construction. So um, tech has been a big driver in that. Um, but we're also seeing
0: some of the traditional groups um, take some serious space as well. Well, let's go back to the ones you said that are looking to expand, because I know you work with a lot of clients on that side of the thing too. So when, say they're in a space now, maybe they're in Portland, you know, west side or east side outside the city core, when they're looking to get a bigger space or, you know, retrofit or remodel, what are some of the things that their tenant's telling you that's important for just like, Workspaces, or what's kind of the trends, or
1: yeah, I think uh, I think it sort of goes into a couple different facets. I think one thing people just sort of, and what the technology companies, the Facebooks of the world, uh, and mm-hmm. the Googles of the world. Everyone sort of looks at their space and says, oh, we want that type of space. Mm-hmm. But the reality is your space has to reflect your brand and your culture. So you can't just take a law firm and put them into wide open, complete, 100% open workspace and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, people are looking at different alternatives. What that has done, though, is had, is making corporate America and law firms and insurance companies and others and banks start to figure out, okay, well, we're not going to go full shift, but we'll do a portion of that shift and
0: starting to let people um, uh, Hmm. open up the way that they're utilizing their space. Um, A big part of this. Sorry, but that'd be like certain teams like, Hey, we're just going to try for maybe the marketing team. That's right. Yeah. Or betas. Right. So um, you're like, okay, well let's take this team and we'll do a
1: beta in this. Um, uh, A banking client of mine did a beta of doing, uh, let's take a group of people and put them into WeWork or a co-working Mm -hmm. situation. See how that, you know, we're a bank. We got, you know, got a lot of confidential information. Well, so does everybody, everybody deals in confidential information Mm -hmm. now. And so um, let's do a beta to see if that works. Let's not do a full swing, but let's do a beta. Um, And so matching the space with the culture and brand is a big a big part of this. A lot of the amenities that people are sort of thinking about, it's not, you know, it it was oh, we got a beer tap, we got a ping pong table, all that. And some of that might matter, but what really matters is flexibility, agility, choice. That's what people want from an employee perspective. They want these choices. If I need to go if I can I do a co-working one day a week and go in the office 4 days a week. Hmm. That's what I want. So it's that sort of things that people are looking at. Um, I had a call Actually, yesterday with um, uh, a client of mine who's who's an architect, and he said, you know, he's coming from the from the East Coast. He's like, okay. you know, for the East Coast, people are looking at you know bike commuting and, and commute patterns and putting in bike storage and all. And I go, Portland's been doing that for right. a long, 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 <laughs> long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, almost every building downtown that has traded hands has done that: mm-hmm. bike storage, showers, lockers, amenity spaces. That that sort of drives, and that's sort of a that's like. Table have, that's 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 yeah. yeah like that's you have to have that mm-hmm. type of a thing mm-hmm. um, outdoor spaces are becoming big too people want that natural light that biophilic component of their space to bring in
0: right um so it's interesting cuz you i mean it's the flexibility piece of hey we're going to have one team maybe we'll have a we workspace where people don't have to go there every day or co- a co-working space so I, it's kind of cool that companies are trying that what's kind of the feedback you've been getting well yeah, so so Gensler did. Or, Gensler is one of the you know the the globe's
1: um, best architects out there that has, comes with a lot of these research things yeah. too. And they you know fourteen percent of people um, in organizations um, find that they do best work if they have that sort of flexibility. Right, if they can go to uh, an offsite, you know, working from home. I mean, you know, I mean, I can't work from home. We, we got three young, kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you no, know, get off my leg. Yeah, I just yeah. totally. you know. So you have to. Figure out a space, but when you go into the office, you're telling 15 people how your weekend was, mm-hmm. and by the time you know it, it's one o'clock in the afternoon, and then you yeah. got to get home again, right? Mm-hmm. So going to a spa- and Starbucks might work for some people, or coffee shops might work for some people, but having some head down space that you can go into mm-hmm. and plug in, mm-hmm. like that's part of the flexibility plan that people are sort of
0: looking for. Hmm. So you know, as um, we getting back to the tech, the tech side of things, and you know, that's driving a lot of our. Growth and employees. So, um, I guess what's important to them. I mean, we, we talked about a couple of these flexibility things, but what would be as they grow and they're planning for like, hey, three years down the road, we're, I'm getting into space now. What uh, what do we need? So, how, how do you kind of work with folks at that? I,
1: I think a big driver of this is talent hub, talent pools. I mean, you, yeah, the reason the reason we're getting more and more technology um, clients uh, and prospects and people, companies coming to Portland. Mm-hmm. We're sandwiched between Seattle, Bellevue, the Puget Sound, and the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Those are, two I mean, this has been a this has been a conversation that's been going on for the last decade. Yeah. You know, it's a it, the cost of living is is different. Mm-hmm. We've got a client that actually is expanding into a couple floors here downtown. They're already in five, okay. um, and it's going to be a larger space than their headquarters space in the Bay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because talent and then cost of living, yeah, um, and that's just sort of one example of that. But people are looking again that the flexibility piece, and then the space itself. That that space has to reflect that, and then give you know when you're walking into a space, you're not walking into your little office or your little workspace. You're walking into a floor that you can then use. Yeah, that's some of the stuff that this this um, co working trend has provided the mm-hmm. corporate users inside their own space. It's like this is these are the sorts of things that they're taking. Yeah, um, and it's not just a trend it's something that's going to like stay throughout and people are starting to now the, there's a whole WeWork situation which we won't get into on this podcast there's a whole <laughs> on that <laughs> um, but like what that has brought yeah. to the market from a corporate end user perspective is actually really interesting Yes, yeah, so it's like more flex desk
0: and just kind of plug in wherever yeah you know, it has a dedicated and it's not right.
1: for every like what, yeah. what I think people need to, to, to realize is it's not a one size fits all mm-hmm. right like some companies need different types of space and so you know We've gone way over on one side and then we've gone way over on the open desk side. And now it's like, okay, people are realizing that it's not that's not the best solution. You yeah. have to have touchdown space. I mean, we're we're doing this podcast mm-hmm. in a co-working space. Mm-hmm. So some people are gonna have a small office, some people are gonna have to, you know, want that vibe of music being played mm-hmm. so they get some activity energy. Mm-hmm. So that's the stuff that's
0: that's driving that. That's cool. So we'll kind of put in your uh futurist hat on and you've probably lived like me lived through some downturns and just uh, you know cycles how are you your company looking at like preparing for a downturn and what you do and just like advising there's never going to be a downturn it's always always going uh, always always going to go
1: it's always (laughs) going up no um i think you're starting to see a, a little bit of that i mean the 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 um the one-to-one ratios on space, um, when the reality is that you know thirty or forty percent of those people are actually showing up on a daily basis. Like, mm-hmm. why do you need, from a real estate standpoint, why do you need that much real estate? Hmm. And so that, again, that's sort of going to this free addressing type. In hmm. some cases, I mean, uh, a lot you know, Nike does it. Um, Adidas does it to a certain degree, but and then you know those are just some local anecdotes. But yeah, you don't, you know, you might have. Two to one or one and a half to one. So you know that that's part of this free dressing thing. You show up and there's a desk there if you need it, and yeah. if not, right? I mean, people are working on yeah sitting on couches to handling their stuff. So right. just you don't you know just because you have 250 people or 100 you know say you have 100 people you don't need 25,000 yeah. people 25,000 square feet maybe hmm. or you're just using it in a different sort of way in terms mm-hmm. of metrics. And it used to be hmm. it's it, it's square footage per person, but now it's it's trying to figure out like what the actual value is of that. And it's not you know I think a lot of um, commercial real estate you know brokers, if you will, or advisors, is like, well, it's it's all about sort of the market driven, and here's the rental rates and everything else. But you really have to peel back and say, what's the what's driving the business side of that? And hmm. um, it's a really different conversation. And typically, real estate people have been on the back end of. Go bigger, uh, yeah. Either, either that, or a company's just like, "Hey, I just need to, real estate person. Just go do this. Yeah. Like, go. I, I I think I need ten thousand square feet or hundred thousand feet. Just go. Just go do it." And now the corporate real estate um, uh, managers and VPs and directors are coming to the coming mm-hmm. to the table mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. CEOs, with chief uh, people officers, with mm-hmm. chief experience officers, because it's about the people, and mm-hmm. people need space. And so, mm-hmm. how do we make sure that that is mm-hmm. all cohesive versus just? It's an afterthought
0: yeah Yeah. no and we've talked about this before kind of approaching that including really the whole leadership team whether uh they're you know part of the space planning or not right so well i know you work mainly in portland uh you know you and i grew up in the same area in southern oregon how are you do you work in the rest of the state or what's your views on kind of what's going on in bend in southern oregon yeah you know the coast yeah what's going on
1: yeah so we have um uh, a couple of our clients sort of take us to uh, other states in the west, you know, west west coast. So uh, up to Washington, California, Idaho, down in Arizona as well. Um, before I joined Crest, I was with a, uh, another large firm. So I've I've worked in about eighty markets across the country, mm-hmm. um, and I just I, I love reading articles and I, I love um, sort of seeing like what's going on in different places. I mean, Chicago's a really interesting one right now. Mm-hmm. The old post office, a, I think it's a two million or. I think it's a two million square foot building okay. um, that was that was dilapidated for decades, and then ownership new ownership came in and WeWork, um, no, <laughs> yeah, 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 We WeWork bought it. And uh, oh, wait a second, no, no. Um, uh, but now I mean Uber's taken I think four hundred thousand square feet in there, um, and it's totally. It, I think I think the ribbon cutting may have been last week or mm. it's coming up mm-hmm. that's just one example and then it's being filled out um i think walgreens has a has a big sort of tech space in that in that building as well right. okay um dallas is another one dallas is having a resurgence uber it's funny uber again is taking mm. four hundred fifty thousand square feet in deep ellum um hmm. and deep Elm used to it is very this sort of this it's similar like the east side very edgy okay. type feel to it um
0: but you know what why talent hubs yeah talent pools yeah, and I was talking. to so one of my clients yesterday on my event side, they have offices in um, in several cities, and they were just like telling me, he's "like you got to do an event Boise, Salt Lake, Sacramento." This is where we're seeing a lot of growth. And I was like, I never really thought about that. But so those kind of markets are, are exploding. Salt, Salt Lake. Yeah. I mean, I think they call it Silicon Slopes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what they call it. Yeah. Um,
1: and it's, I mean, that there's a huge tech drive there. Yeah. Interesting. It's Who just, wouldn't want to live? I mean, I go. I mean, Park City and Salt Lake. Like yeah. That whole it's just. I don't have the
0: money to live uh, Park City. Yeah, but, well, you know.
1: <laughs> maybe you do. <laughs> play, no, so. no, no, that is not, that is no, that's yeah, not So, anyways, I mean,
0: those are kind of like you know, as Portland. I'm not saying gets saturated over price, but it seems like that these markets, especially Boise, I'm hearing a lot of great things about what's going on there. So, um, well, personally for you, like, how has it been you know transitioning? You, know, you lived in another part of the country, even though you're from Oregon, professionally too, just as portland's grown has it how's it been for you for you opportunity wise i've i mean i've absolutely loved it
1: i've been you know we've been back in oregon for six and a half years um and the community here i it's just on the personal side and professional side i mean i've got three kids and so like that opens up a whole other realm of of relationship building but a big part of what I love about my business and what I love just about being in Portland is it's, I went to a college of 1,300 kids. Oh, wow. I grew up in Jacksonville and yeah. Medford. Yeah. I like small types. But I, I lived in Dallas for 11 years. Mm. I went to school down there, but mm-hmm. the school is 1,300 kids. So coming back to Portland, it's a, it's a, it's whatever they call it, a big town, a small city, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just, people are, 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 um, I just love the people here. Yeah, I mean it's it's a well connected community. It's a well connected business community. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I love sitting down for coffees with people. I probably I don't know have ten to fifteen coffees a week yeah. or lunches with people just to learn what their businesses are about. Mm-hmm. Part of my business is real estate. Like, yes, I that is that is what I do. Mm-hmm. But so much of these things is I, I, and being on the on the occupier side and on the tenant side of things, it's like I really want to try to understand what it is that their business is doing and why they need, yeah. or why they think they need real estate in certain circumstances.
0: <laughs> right. And like I said, being an advisor, following the trends, but really hearing what people want and see where things are going as far as how people are working. Yeah.
1: Which yeah,
0: going under a pretty big you know transformation right now right like, for that for sure uh would you ever move back to southern oregon oh man not right now yeah. it's a
1: great place to visit <laughs> if i could build a cabin in like of the woods for yeah. myself i would do that in a heartbeat
0: yeah it's it's uh i was just talking to my folks yesterday still so lived it down there and it's a special place but you know it is folks, a special like, place for people like us who kind of you know maybe go away for school um Gosh, it's just uh, there's I just wish there's more going down.
1: You know, I'll tell you, I I, th- I do think, and I don't know, um, I think that Southern Oregon is a little gem that people are starting to realize about. And yeah. I and I I it's not I'm not going to suggest it's Bend, okay? Mm-hmm. But um, the climate in Southern Oregon is is really good, mm-hmm. except for the fires in August. Mm-hmm. Um, but the climate is good. The people are good. Like it was an
0: unbelievable great place to grow up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm yeah it'd be different as an adult there but uh but think about your kids like maybe you're like yeah, that's, you know that's having the, the kids grow up in that you know i miss that yeah and that it's it's hard to not the you know we live in the suburbs so there's there's uh it's just different you know uh you know growing up i would i'd be gone for a whole day when i was like seven years old yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i would and never let my kid do that oh, now no, right no so it's it's different um well, Blake, what, uh, where can folks find more about Crasso and just kind of your work? But uh, any other, maybe another thing I wanted to ask, insights or resources that you read or newsletters or just things like as far as trends of, uh, you know, economic things, how people are working? Love to recognize yeah, mean, for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, um, the, what the people are doing at the portland business journal i read that every single morning yeah. i think they do a really really mm-hmm. nice job of mm-hmm. of understanding what's going on mm-hmm. not just in real estate in portland but um uh but just w- what the business climate you yeah. know um deals that have happened in terms of mergers and acquisitions what's sort of going on so i read that every single morning mm-hmm. um i'm a pretty structured person so i sort of have a, a, a very structured way of going out my day and i think mm-hmm. i have to be with with a young family too. Mm-hmm. So uh, Business Journal every morning. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty uh, actively involved in LinkedIn. So I, yeah. I, I read a lot of stuff on, on LinkedIn that are sort of posted on from the mm-hmm. New York Times or posted from Workplace Design Magazine. Um, uh, I like to go to uh, different research papers that some of the architect groups or furniture providers have out there as well hmm. on workplace design. Um, just sort of seeing what they're, what they're doing. Hmm. Um, so there's a whole host of things that I sort of follow on that, yeah. um, on that basis. I, I do that every single morning as yeah. well. Um, so those are, those are and on you know, obviously on LinkedIn, it's sort of an aggregator of things. So, yeah. you know, there's countless, countless things. It's hard, easy to get lost. It is, yeah, you can get <laughs> lost in the vortex. Um, uh, but coming back to, you know, to certain things that I, you know, that I focus on. Because I, I, I don't know, I like to be well-rounded on not just, you know, what's the Portland real estate market doing in terms of like vacancy rates and that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important, but yeah. if it, you know, any real estate advisor worth their weight in salt should know that stuff as a baseline. Right. And then there's other things that you should bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And so trying to fill my mind with those sorts of things. I also do a lot of, um, uh, call them like self-help, like leadership, like, uh, work type books. Mm-hmm. I, I like to get into, mm-hmm. um, I just find that stuff yeah. uh, really interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's probably the last going thing. Going we'll to your leadership academy, Dan? Uh, yeah, thank you for going to that. Uh, that, was, uh, <laughs> that was fun. We're doing it again next year. Um, well, and the last thing, I, we've talked about this before, uh, just over coffee, is just kind of like manage, managing that work life integration. I know you uh, have some flexibility in your job. Um, you know, how do you kind of, with three kids, like what are some of the things you do just for yourself? So if anything. Yeah. No, nothing. Nothing.
1: No. Uh, I, I'm an early riser. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm usually, and, and even if my uh, youngest kid doesn't wake up early, I'm um, usually up two days a week by 4.45 and the rest of the week by about 5.30. Okay. I usually do a, a workout in the morning mm-hmm. um, and then I'm back home uh, getting breakfast and stuff uh, with my wife and, and the kids and then I'm usually out the door by 8.15 8.30 mm-hmm. um, I try not to schedule things before 9 yeah. um, because I want to be you know there for that yeah. um, I also have a, a really good team uh, in our office in Portland that, that um, we work really well together and mm. so um, having the opportunity to, to um, partner with them on certain projects so that I may be able to go and do other things, you know, yeah. um, build the business and build relationships. And so the, the tactical pieces of running projects on certain, certain circumstances, I do that. And I try not to leave the office any later than five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, doesn't mean I have a bad work ethic. It's just I yeah. work in a different season of my life, the sure. first season of my life when I was you know young single with nothing going on outside of work i mean i was working 90 to 100 hours a
0: week yeah yeah and now my life is different right but i mean that's the same for me but then you'll pick it up later at night when everybody's asleep right yeah if you need to do
1: that yeah it's you know everyone is sort of tethered you know twenty four seven, and so you just this again goes back to flexibility and and choice Mm -hmm. you know i mean that's what like that's what people are looking for like Yeah, yeah or if i had to be in the like if you know if you have to be in the office at 8 or else you're gonna get a, a pink slip or you're gonna get a mark and you have to leave it like sometimes that's that's the way it is. Mm-hmm.
0: But you're gonna lose from a talent standpoint if there's another place that doesn't, you know, yeah, I'm require looking, that. yeah. Obviously there's some jobs that are just that you have to be like that, but um off building some flexibility and you know other things they can do around that yeah. uh, is where where folks are gonna win, like you said. Yeah. So all right, Blake. Well, thanks for being on. We got you on finally. Yes. Yes. Thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate it.